Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masechus Shabbos, Parag Gimel, Mishnah Vav, and Parag Dalad, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnahs are being learned by Schoss Rabbi Shlomi Zalman, Vizugasam, Rasiyat, Tivachayat, Chalatayim. They should be given with Asachat, Slachan, Siat, Dishmaya, Good Health, Parnas, Beshefa, and Kol Tovsela, and Beschoss, Estabas Rachel. She should be Zechir to find Razivik Hagon, Bikar of Mamish. Now this Mishnah deals with Mukta, and throughout the Masechta, we're going to be learning about various types and categories of Mukta. So Mishnah Vav tells us, Ain Nisnin Kli Tachas Haner, Lekabul Bayas Hashemen. No placing a Kli. It could be a cup, or a bowl, or a plate or something like that, underneath an oil lamp in order to catch oil which is dripping out of it. However, if you put it here before Shabbos, mutter then it is okay. Now, why would he not be allowed to place this kli over here in order to catch this oil? Imagine he has an oil lamp and it's leaking and oil's getting all over the place and he wants to just catch this oil in this cup so it doesn't get all over the place. He's not allowed to do that on Shabbos. And the reason is because it's called bitl kli mehechanai. He's being mevatl the kli from its prepared state, meaning he's preventing normal usage of this kli. And why why so? Well, that's because the oil is mukta, because it was designated for the lamp. And now once his mukta oil goes into this kli, the kli is not allowed to be moved anymore, and that means that he's designating a place for this kli, and that's similar to cementing it to the floor, which would be an iser of baina. And now we can understand the next halach of the Mishnah, mimenu, he's allowed to benefit from this oil which is in the kli, that's because it's not muchan, it wasn't prepared before Shabbos for regular use. Since the oil was put into the lamp and it was meant to burn, and he's not allowed to take oil out of the lamp on Shabbos, so this oil is mukta, it's not allowed to be used for anything. Continuing on to talk about Mokta, One is allowed to move an oil lamp on Shabbos as long as it's new and it's never been used before, but not an old one. A new oil lamp, which has never been used before. He went to the store, he bought a brand new oil lamp, he just hasn't used it yet, so there's no issue to move that. However, an old oil lamp, one that has been used before, even though it wasn't used for this Shabbos, is usher to move around, that's because it's called Mokta Machmas Mios. It's repulsive, it's gross. This lamp with all of its oil residue and whatnot is not able to be used for anything, it has no other use. It's muktamachmas mias, no moving it around on Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Shimon, I am Rabbi Shimon argues, and he says, call Haner's metatalin. All lamps are allowed to be moved, except for a lamp, which is currently lit on Shabbos, so then he's not allowed to move it around. Maybe because it's a basis ladaver ha'asr, maybe because it's currently muktzah right now because it has a flame in it, maybe because we're afraid that the flame is going to go out. But besides for that, according to Reb Shimon, all other lamps are allowed to be moved on Shabbos. That's because Reb Shimon argues with the definition of muktzah, he doesn't hold that there's muktzah machmas iser or muktzah machmas mios. Now, a slightly different spin of the first case of our Mishnah, one is allowed to place a kli underneath a lamp, which is lit on Shabbos, in order to catch the sparks. There's sparks flying out of it, and he's afraid that something's going to catch on fire, so he is allowed to put a kli underneath it. That's because he's not being mevatel the kli mehechanai. The moment the spark hits it, it goes out, so he can take this kli and move it around if he wants, and therefore there's no issue of putting the kli here to catch the sparks. However, he's not allowed to place water in it. That's because he's causing the sparks to be extinguished, and this is even before Shabbos. Let's say he knows that his oil lamp always produces sparks. So before Shabbos, he's prepared. He puts a kli there to make sure that the sparks don't catch anything on fire. And he wants to put water in there to make sure that the sparks go out right away. He's not allowed to do that even on Erev Shabbos. That's because we're geyser, he might end up doing it on Shabbos. And now moving on to Parag Dal and Mishnah Aleph. As we had said in the previous parak, Hatmana, insulating, is usr on Erev Shabbos if it's bedover hamaisif hevel with something that its heat will be increased. So the Mishnah begins, Bamet Taimnin, Uvama Ein Taimnin. What 
is one allowed to be timing in and what is one not allowed to be timing in? Ain't timing in. One is not allowed to be timing in the following. Loi begefes, not an olive or sesame pulp. This is after the olive or sesame was turned into oil, so leftover pulp had certain uses. One is not allowed to use it for atmana. Loi bezevel, not in fertilizer, which means animal refuse. Loi melach, not in salt. Loi sid, not in plaster. Loi bechol, and not in sand. And this is bein lach and bein yveshim. Whether they're moist or they're dry, they're mice of hevel in every state that they are in. More examples that one is not allowed to be matman in. Loiba tevin, not in straw. Voloiba zagin, not in grape peels. Voloiba meichim, not in soft stuff. What soft stuff? Katin, wool, old worn out clothing. Voloiba asavim, not in grasses. Now over here we're not as machmir as we are in the beginning of the Mishnah. This is only asr bezmanchehen lachin. That's only if they're moist, meaning if they're naturally moist, not if you poured a cup of water on them and that's why they're wet. It means if they're naturally moist, then it's asr to be matman in them because they're mice of hevel. One is allowed to be matman his food in them if they are dry, because then they're not mice of hevel. Now, another category, and this one is mutter, one is allowed to be matman their food in clothing or in fruit, any sort of produce that one would be able to be matman food in, with pigeon feathers, for that matter, could really be any feathers, sawdust is okay to use for atmana, most people are not garish the word daka over here, what's not irish shalpishtan? Flax combings. As the flax was being combed, little pieces would fall out, so that's called flax combings. One is allowed to use all these things for hatmana. Now, Rabbi Huda does not allow fine flax combings, but he does allow coarse flax combings. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about hatmana with Mishnah Beis and Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.